This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path with me, your host, Cherokee. I know it's been a while. I'm so sorry. I know that I told you I would be doing bi-weekly episodes again, and I was doing so good, and then my stupid butt decided to go back to school, and now I am almost finished with school, and it is the new year, almost, while I'm recording this. It's not actually quite the new year yet, because today, the day I'm recording this, is actually December 31st. It's so close. We're so close to 2024. 2023 was such... Oh, such a year. So many good things happened and so many bad things happened. I lost my grandpa. I bought a house. My depression got really bad. My health got really bad. My marriage got really good. <laughs> like, I went back to school. So, sorry if you're hearing a car in the background. My husband is taking, we are housing my father in law's model A because he doesn't have space for it in his new house. And so every so often he has to take it for a whirl around the block and it is loud. So I apologize if you heard it. He's, he's gone now. I'm sure it'll be loud again once he comes back. So I don't know. I don't even know if you guys can hear it. Sometimes I'll talk about loud things in the background of my podcast, like an airplane or something. And then when I go to edit it, you can't even hear the thing that I'm talking about. It's like, I'll have clients that are like, oh my God, this horrible pimple on my nose or, oh, this horrible bump on my chin. Or they point things out about themselves that I actually would never have seen until they point it out. And then I barely still even can see it. Anyways, so today I do not have a, a an assigned topic because it has been almost a half of a year since I've done just a life update. So I'm just going to kind of talk about what's going on in my life. I don't know if anybody's actually interested in what the heck is going on with me, but there's been so many things, not only personal life, but also like books I've read and movies I've seen and shows I've watched and things I want to talk about. And so, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of chat about life today. Uh, So I did mention that I am back in school, back in school again. Gosh, I have a drug and alcohol counseling degree, a business degree, an esthetician license, and now I am very close to finishing school for electrology, which is for electrolysis, which is hair removal. So in the state of California, it's a 600-hour program, which is actually the same amount of school as it took for my aesthetics program. So I have to do 600 hours of school. Then I take a state board test, hopefully get licensed. (laughs) And once I'm licensed, I am allowed to perform electrolysis. I'm allowed allowed to, as James calls it, zap hairballs. He calls everything balls, by the way. Like, not just eyeballs, but then knee balls and ear balls and nose balls. And now apparently I am zapping hairballs. So (laughs) 
Weirdly, my husband is obsessed with balls. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe the only straight man on earth obsessed with balls. Anyways, so electrolysis, a lot of people confuse it with laser. I get so many people like, oh, you're doing laser. No, I am not doing laser. Different thing. Laser actually is not permanent. So if you find the way they market it, it's very tricky. In California, you have to have a medical license to do laser, but they market it as permanent hair reduction. So you see the word permanent and you think your hair is going to be gone forever, but it's really just a reduction in your hair. So hair comes back. You're still going to have some hair. It's going to be probably finer. I actually had laser hair removal done on myself years ago. Gosh, maybe like seven or eight years ago now. I had 10 sessions done. I had pretty much everything from my eyelashes down. So I had my upper lip, my underarms, my full Brazilian bikini, and then my whole legs. And the upper lip, my armpits, and the bikini all came back. There was no change to that. My leg hair is definitely lighter, but I still, for sure, I probably have like 70% of the leg hair that I had before. And that was after 10 sessions. So the thing they don't tell you with laser is that it is it comes with lifelong maintenance. Your hair is never going to com- be completely gone. So what electrolysis does, laser uses light to target pigment. Electrolysis uses heat to actually kill the hair follicle one by one. So we put a little probe. It's like the size of a needle. It's the size of your hair follicle. We put it inside the follicle and we get to the bottom of the hair. We get to the bottom of it. We get to the bottom of the hair root where the bulb is. We kill the blood source, the life source of the hair. And it's dead. Because it's one by one, it takes longer than laser. So that's why I think why people favor laser. But it's becoming way more popular now because people are starting to realize after they've gotten laser, like I did, that it's not permanent. So it becomes kind of uh, a money suck. And also, if you don't want hair and you keep having hair, it kind of sucks. Laser can also promote hair growth, especially for those of you listening that have PCOS or any kind of hormonal issues that are causing hair growth, laser can actually stimulate that hair. So be really careful if you have PCOS. I would suggest, if you don't want to do electrolysis, I would not suggest doing laser. Tweeze it, shave it, do anything else to get rid of it, but don't do laser. So anyways, that's what I've been doing for the last five months of my life. It's been intense because when I did SD school, I just did that full time. I didn't really work during that. So I would just kind of do like hair and makeup stops every now and then. But during this, because I have a studio now and I have rent and I have clients, I've been working in my studio three days a week and I've been going to school three days a week. And my school is 150 miles round trip, which is a lot. And also, I started school in the, at the end of the summer when we had that big gas craze where gas was $7 a gallon. I'm not even exaggerating here. Gas was literally $7 a gallon when I was first going to school, driving 150 miles a day. I, for many months, was very tired, and I had literally no time for anything. I didn't even have time to read, which is, if you know me, is very unusual in my life. I'm very excited. This coming week, the first week of January, is my last and final week of school, January 6th, which probably will almost be happening by the time you're listening to this. I don't know if I'm going to get this out by Tuesday. We will see. Will be my last official day of school. Hopefully I will be licensed within a month and my machine, I'm still waiting for it to come. So those of you that live close, if you're already clients, if you're interested in being clients, if you're in Southern California and you want your hairball zapped, as James would say, be sure to follow me. I'm at Skin by Cherokee on 
on all socials or skinbycherokee.com. You can scroll to the bottom and add yourself to my mailing list. Be the first to know when I start um, – I, I can't not say zapping hairballs. When I start removing hair permanently, <laughs> you can come in and see me. So another exciting thing that has happened to me – not to me, really. I made this happen – I finally finished writing my memoir. I started it uh, maybe in the spring. The good thing about being in school was I had an hour lunch every day. And so I would just eat my lunch and write my book. And so that really made it go fast. I wrote it really quickly. So I'm hoping it's going to be around 275 pages. We'll see once everything gets edited. But I finished it. I have sent it to my publisher. The editing process hopefully will start in the next couple of weeks. I am also going to be doing an audio book. So there will be a paper book. And the paper book will have pictures and fun stuff in the middle of it. Audio book for those of you all that like to listen, which probably if you're listening to my podcast <laughs> would be you. But if you like to read a physical book, if you want it sitting on your shelf, we'll be doing print and audio. I'm very excited. I literally talk about everything. So many funny anecdotes, so many little stories from my childhood and teenhood and my thoughts on things and stuff about my family and my personal life. And it's kind of, it's not really an autobiography because it's not chronological. It's definitely more of a memoir in that it's stories from my life and kind of like my thoughts and my musings. So it's not really like point A to point Z in a row, in a line. I kind of jump around, but I tried to make it really funny. I tried to write it in my actual voice, which I think the audiobook will be fun because I'm actually going to read it. So you'll actually hear it the way that I kind of wrote it, how it sounded in my own head when I was writing it. And luckily, my husband is an audio engineer, so he's going to be the one to record it. I'm not sure exactly where we're going to put it. I think we'll probably put it somewhere like Audible or... This is technical stuff that I've been trying to work out in my brain. If any of you guys have suggestions on where I should put my audiobook, please let me know. Send me a message on social media or send me an email or a text. The other very stressful thing that has been happening. <laughs> so if you live in the United States, you know insurance is a nightmare to deal with. Glad I have it still in a nightmare. So James, I've said so about 5,000 times. I apologize. Maybe I'll try to edit some of them out. <laughs> I noticed that too when I was writing my book that I started so many sentences with so. Anyway, James had a job at the beginning of the year working for a company that provided live sound things. So he had insurance through that job. And then about halfway through the year, he got hired at NBC Universal. So now he's editing movie trailers, which, side note, is incredible. And I'm so proud of him. And it's so fun now to go to movies and see the trailers that he's done. He works part-time from home, half-time from home, basically. So I get to see all the new movie trailers in the privacy of our own home, which is fun. But anyways, with the new job came new insurance. But with the new job, it's union insurance. And union insurance, there's you have to have I think it was 600 hours in the new job, plus there was a two-month wait period. So for five months, we were uninsured. And I have a lot of health problems. I cannot be uninsured. So from May to November, we had to get private insurance. So beginning of the year, we had one insurance. Middle of the year, we had another insurance. And then November 1st, his 
union insurance kicked in. This was wild trying to deal with all this. I was having, I had a lung biopsy done. I had all these things done, trying to go back and forth with the insurance. It was not fun. Oh, he's back. I apologize if you hear the roar of a vintage engine. (laughs) When we finally got the union insurance, it's really good insurance. We pay $300 a year for both of us. I cannot complain. It's incredible. And our copay is $5 and almost everything's insured. But the kicker, the catch, is that we have to go through UCLA, the UCLA hospital system, which is not bad. UCLA is an incredible hospital. The downside is that I go to USC Keck, which is a different hospital system, and I have about 15 specialists. So I have spent the last couple of months switching over my care. And when you're a new patient to a doctor who's never seen you before, the wait times for getting uh, appointments are crazy long. So I've been switching over all of my care. Luckily, I actually went to a UCLA doctor to get a second opinion on my lung issues. I went to a pulmonologist at UCLA, so I had already established him, which was good. So that has been quite the challenge, and I really wish James would turn that car off. (laughs) I feel like it's rumbling our whole house. I really hope you guys can't hear it. But you know what? We power on. We soldier on, my friends. I do this for you. I've still been dealing with lung stuff. I'm not sure if I told you guys in any of my recent podcasts, this year I was diagnosed with lung disease, small airway lung disease. And so I've been doing some more testing. They've diagnosed me, but we can't figure out exactly what's causing it. So I had a CT done on my lungs a few years ago, and they found out that I have something called, see if I can remember this, a ret retroesophageal right subclavian artery. So basically, just my anatomy is weird. So you have two, four arteries that come out of the top parts of your heart to go up your neck, to go out down to your arms. So the one that goes down my to my right arm behind my clavicle, it's supposed to sit in front of your esophagus and then go behind your clavicle down your arm. Then that's where all your arteries go down. Give your arm blood. Mine actually wraps around the back of my esophagus. So when I first saw this CT, I saw a thoracic surgeon, talked to my pulmonologist, uh, my cardiologist. No one seemed to think it was an issue as long as I didn't have swallowing problems. Okay, cool. Well, now in my last lung biopsy, they found that I'm actually, for some reason, I'm aspirating food, which means I'm breathing food in, which you shouldn't be doing. You should be swallowing food and you should be breathing air. And I am doing those in the opposite ways, not swallowing air, but I am breathing food, probably swallowing air too, because I am kind of gassy. TMI, sorry, friends. So now because of this new thing with me aspirating, my pulmonologist wanted me to do a swallow test to see if this subclavian artery might be the culprit. I did a barium swallow test the other day. If anybody's ever done one of these tests before, it's so weird. So barium is an element. I'm not sure if it's a metal, but it's an element. So on an x-ray, it shows up in the x-ray. So they do this to you, you swallow different things that have barium in them, and then they can see if you're breathing things in or if there's any issues. And they track it all the way down your GI tract, all the way into your intestines or stomach, whatever. So the first thing I did was I took a drink. It tasted kind of like a protein shake. It wasn't terrible, but it's white. So that went fine. Then she said to take a bite of the pudding. 
it kind of just tastes like pudding. Honestly, none of this stuff tasted bad. It was just weird because I knew that it was like I'm swallowing an element. Swallowed the pudding, and then she said to eat a cracker. So I tried to eat the cracker. It was hard swallowing. So she said, dip the cracker in pudding and eat it. I'm like, wow, this is really like fun and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> dip in a cracker and pudding, but not the most delicious pudding I've ever had. I think the cracker was just an animal cracker. Well, the test came out that I food gets stuck when it hits my esophagus. What does that mean, my friends? I have no idea. I have now to go see a gastroenterologist. That's what the swallow test people said. You should go see a gastro doctor. Cool. Told my lung doctor. Lung doctor says, tell me what the gastro says. So now I get to add another specialist onto my list. I have, you guys want to hear the list of specialists I see? This is fun. Are you ready for it? Do you want to get a pen and paper? I have a primary doctor, obviously. I have a gynecologist, obviously. I have a ENT because I have septum issues and allergies. I have a neurologist because I have migraines and my sleep disorder makes me prone to Parkinson's. I have a sleep doctor because of my sleep disorder. I have a pulmonologist because of my lung disease. I have a cardiologist because of my heart condition. <laughs> I have... There's something else. Oh, I have a dermatologist because mole checks. Everybody should have a dermatologist. If you don't get one right now, if you have insurance, you get a free mole check every year. You're welcome. I have, maybe that's it, you guys. Oh, I did see a urologist once because I was having problems with bladder infections. And then now I'm going to have a gastroenterologist. I think the only two things I need is a proctologist and a podiatrist. So hopefully I don't have any pooping or feet problems and we'll be good. <laughs> so anyways, that's where I'm at with the health stuff. The swallow test was very strange. The one thing that they do warn you is that your poop for the next few days is white because barium is white. Mine wasn't white per se. It definitely was weird. It was definitely, this is too much information. Let's not talk about this anymore. But if you ever get a swallow test, just know that is a side effect. So, you know, still dealing with health stuff. Um, my heart's been acting up again. I'm trying to get into the rhythm. I keep joking with James. I'm trying to get into the rhythm section by playing bass and drums. It's actually UCLA has a, a rhythm. I can't think of the word. Department that just deals with heart rhythm. So not. I don't actually see a cardiologist. I see an electrophysiologist, which is kind of a specialist inside of a specialty. So my issues are with the electricity in my heart, not necessarily like I don't have heart disease or issues with the structure of my heart. It's the, the rhythm, the rhythm section of my heart. Enough about my health stuff. Most importantly, I cut bangs, you guys. I did it. I did it. I cut bangs. It wasn't scary. I just went in, guns blazing. I went in, clippers blazing. So here's the thing. If you haven't seen pictures of me on social media, I have like cute little short bangs. I've cut bangs off and on since I was a teenager. I get a wild hair every few years. I cut them. I have them for two weeks. I hate them. I regret them. They don't grow out fast enough. I swear I'm never going to do it again. A couple years later, I see a picture of me. I think they look really cute and then I do it again. So I did this for years and years. Well, when I met James, he didn't like bangs. He thought bangs were not attractive for some reason. I think he had an ex that had bangs. And so he was like, Bleh, bangs, bangs are lame. Bangs are gross. I don't like bangs, which was great. I was like, yes, finally, because obviously I don't want to do something to my physical appearance that my husband finds unattractive on purpose. So it was like my, my 
suppressor. It was my bang suppressor. Well, then one day, my dumbass husband says, you know, you look really cute with bangs. And I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> like, what did you say? I thought you hated bangs. I don't hate bangs. Okay. And then he started saying, you should cut bangs. When are you going to cut bangs? Are you going to cut bangs? I think bangs look cute on you. He kept pressuring me. He peer pressured me into cutting bangs. He didn't really. He just planted the seed and then it grew into a giant watermelon inside of my head until my brain exploded and I grabbed my clippers and I cut bangs. Moral of the story, they're really cute and I actually like them. So that's good. But I'm already seeing pictures of me with my hair all long and no bangs where I'm like, oh man, my hair looked cute then. So it's been a little over a month. I think it's been about a month and a half and I'm still rocking them. The one good thing is that they cover my forehead wrinkles. So it's a good anti-aging plan. Methinks. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. So the other day, there was nothing to watch. If you guys don't know, if you haven't heard on the news, there was a major strike in the film industry. Basically, the film industry closed down in January in preparation because everyone knew that a strike was imminent. The strike didn't actually happen until March. But since January, it's been almost an entire year where nothing new has been filmed. Because of this, there ain't shit to watch on any of the streaming networks. It's getting really bad. They're pulling, even James, some of the movie trailers he's been showing me that they've been pulling out of like the dusty files that were shelved just to have something to to show. It's It's bleak. But I saw this documentary. I am obsessed with documentaries about cults. If you guys like, I I don't really like true crime per se. I don't like murdery stuff. I don't like, you know, stuff that makes you think that mankind is doomed. Some, for some reason, I think cults are really interesting. My uncle was actually in a cult. Small side story. My uncle married a woman in the 70s who was a weird bohemian hippie lady. And um, he loved her and she wanted to be in a cult. So he was like, eh, what's the harm? Let's do this. It was called The Colony. I think it was somewhere in Northern California. So he was in this cult for a while and things were going pretty good. And, you know, things were looking pretty swell until the cult leader informed the cult that none of the women could have sex with anyone but him. My uncle was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And that was his brief run in with a cult. Uh, I think the, the woman stayed, I can't, I can't remember if that's who he actually had children with, but, and I have no idea how long he was actually in the cult, but it's a fun story we tell around the Christmas tree, around family time when uncle was part of a cult. Anyways, I don't know if this story is what started my lifelong fascination, but I love documentaries on cults. If you have watched The Vow on HBO, it's super good. It's about the Nexium cult. Um, the, uh, stay sweet, the one about the, uh, polygamous cult, that one was really good. Well, I found this one and James likes watching these with me too. So we watched this the other night. It's called mother God. So the cult is, I can't remember the name of the cult. It's like love something. It was in Colorado. Some of it was in Oregon. They basically believed that this crazy woman was God. They called her mother God. And then she had like 
father gods that were like her dudes, but like she was the main god and her dudes were like her like buddy gods, even though they were the father, which is usually the main god. So that part was kind of cool because like girl power. But this isn't giving anything away because they show it in the first five minutes. She got, she died when she was 45. She was an extreme alcoholic and they believed that taking drugs and alcohol were medicine, like not prescription drugs, but like D, D drugs, like mushrooms and LSD and all these kind of things that that was like your medicine. So she got really sick. And so they kept giving her colloidal silver, which turned her blue. And then she died, but they thought the spaceship was going to come get her. And if they buried her body, obviously the spaceship can't find a buried body. So they had to keep her and tote her around, her corpse. And then they were using like, well, I don't want to give too much away. But anyways, moral of the story is they toted this woman's corpse, this woman's blue mummified corpse around. I like cult documentaries, but James and I agreed when we finished watching this that we both felt sick. Like, my stomach actually felt upset. I don't know if I would even recommend this documentary. If you like disturbing things, sure. The first two, ep- there's three episodes. The first two episodes were like, I couldn't stop watching. By the time we got to the third one, by the time she died and they're toting her around, sleeping with her in their tent, it was a lot. I don't even know why I'm telling you about this. I just feel like I have to tell someone because it's, I still can't get her blue corpsey face out of my brain. On the flip side, if you want to watch something really good, I highly recommend Poor Things. It's a new movie with Emma Stone. It's based on a book. It's kind of Frankenstein-esque. Basically, she is a woman who dies, and she gets a baby's brain implanted into her body. So she's essentially like a baby, but in an adult woman's body. And Willem Dafoe is like the scientist that brings her to life and she calls him God. I don't know why I keep being obsessed with things around God. I'm an atheist. Very strange. But one, there is a lot of sex and nudity in this movie. So if you are a prude, it might make you uncomfortable. It is one of the most funny movies I have seen in a long time. Time. Mark Ruffalo is in it. I think he is the star of the show. He's one of my favorite actors ever. It's super good. It's really funny. It's really touching. It's very girl power. It's it's a love story. It's a sci-fi. It's beautiful. Like cinematically, the cinematography is beautiful. It takes place in the 20s, 20s or the 30s, I think, in, in Europe. A lot of it is in France. So anyways, if you want to see a good movie, highly recommend. I think it was really underrated. There wasn't a whole lot of marketing put behind it. So, you know, everyone sees the big blockbusters. I like to tell you guys more about the the little guys. I saw Aquaman last night, BTW. I give it a solid C+. It was fun. The CG, there's it's all CG. Um Amber Heard got duped <laughs> out of her role and it was just kind of meh, but you know, blockbusters are fun too. Another thing I'm obsessed with right now is the A Court of Thorns and Roses book series. I actually finished all five of them. I'm sad because the sixth one she's writing right now. But now I am on all of Sarah J. Moss, M-A-A-S. I think that's her last name. All of her books. I'm now reading Crescent City. So A Court of Thorns and Roses is a fantasy series. It's super good. If you guys like fantasy, highly recommend Crescent City is also fantasy, but it's modern day. So it's a little bit more like in the vein of like 
true blood, I would say. But anyways, if you're looking for a new book series, highly recommend. They call it ACOTAR, the cool kids, A Court of Thorns and Roses. That's its, its acronym. So I haven't been able to read much, but now that school is done, I'm reading more and blasting through Crescent City. Very excited. I went to Denver for Christmas, got to see all my littles. Um, my little two-year-old nephew, he... So here's the thing. My name is Cherokee. It's a hard name to pronounce. I get it. Most kids call me Turkey for the first few years of their life. I've just come to accept it. My friend Stephanie's child called me Aunt Titty for a good solid year. But Lou, my little baby nephew, he calls me Terity, which is very close to Cherokee. And I think that makes him a baby genius. And he is the cutest thing ever. We had a wild Christmas. My um, estranged father, who is, was, cohabitating with my sister as a human parasite, decided to get into a physical fight with his 70-year-old girlfriend two days before Christmas, and they both went to jail, and my sister had to go pick him up, and it was, it was some Jerry Springer shit. I'm not even going to lie. It was a lot. <laughs> also, my entire family had COVID, like, eight days before Christmas. Luckily, they all took Paxlovid and they were all negative before I got there. I still have not gotten a second round of COVID. I got it the first time. I got it when Omicron was raging in 2021. Haven't gotten it since. I flew out there. I flew back. We went to Meow Wolf in Denver, which is this big, like, weird art installation full of people. So I don't know if my immune system is just, like, back up to snuff. But I have gotten immensely lucky. No COVID this holiday season. This was our first Christmas in our new house. I was really excited. I like Halloween. Don't get me wrong. Halloween's cool. The problem for me with Halloween is because I have a heart condition. All of my friends during Halloween, they go to like, I think I talked about this actually with Carly in my scary movie episode, maybe. Maybe my ghost episode. But because of my heart condition, I can't go to jump scare stuff. So I can't go to like Halloween horror nights and all that kind of stuff. So Halloween just like isn't as fun for me. But Christmas is my thing. Last year we were moving. We knew we were buying our house. So we didn't decorate it all for Christmas. And last year we were in a 900 square foot house. This year we are in a 2400 square foot house with a living room that has a vaulted ceiling. So we bought a nine foot Christmas tree. Yes, we sure did. It was incredible. Our whole bottom floor was there. It was so full of Christmas joy. There was Christmas stuff everywhere. While I was making Thanksgiving dinner, James surprised me by decorating the outside. So we had a Santa and all his reindeer on our roof with a light pointing at him. And we had Christmas lights. We decorated before Thanksgiving. I start celebrating Christmas November 1st. That is the first day of Christmas. I stop celebrating Christmas December 26th. December 26th, Christmas is over. Right now, I should not be hearing Christmas music when I go into the mall. It incenses me. There is a time for everything. There is a season for everything. Christmas is done. Christmas is over. If you still have your Christmas tree up, take that shit down. It's over. It's Valentine's Day is next. Anyways. <laughs> I get I get very angry once Christmas is done. But Christmas in our new house was great. We hosted Thanksgiving here. It was really nice. It feels really homey. We're still doing a lot of renovation. So there's a lot of drywall happening, a lot of drywall dust, which is not the best for my lungs. But, you know, it is what it is. 
I just realized I didn't take a break in this podcast, so I'll probably just throw it in somewhere random. If you get random ads in the middle of the podcast, sorry, my bad. I forgot to set a break in there. Uh, one last thing before I go. This is going to be a shorter episode. Usually when I do my life check-ins, I make them shorter because who wants to listen to me ramble about my life for an hour? Talk about Emma Stone's boobs for 27 minutes? Probably not. Um, but one thing I did want to let y'all know, Amanda is coming back. We are going to do more Pandora's box of topics. I think that's what it's called. It's been a minute since we've done them. But you guys seem to really like those. I haven't gotten any verbal feedback, but as far as like listening, those are getting more, more, I don't want to call them views. What are they? Listens? There's, those are getting more listens. So Amanda will be back. She's actually coming over in a week or so, and we're going to record a couple more of random topics. Can't even tell you what we're talking about since we picked them randomly from a box, but they will be fun. And I actually miss her and I haven't seen her. And she's one of those poor jerks that her birthday is on December 23rd. So we have to belatedly celebrate her birthday. I have noticed that I have not had a podcast review on Apple in a long time. And I love getting reviews. I love getting feedback. Um, the one good thing actually when I stopped making my podcast for a long time was that people were like, we missed your podcast, where'd it go? And that actually made me feel like you guys liked listening to it. So even if you leave me a comment on social media or leave me a message or send me an email or a text or a carrier pigeon or a smoke signal, probably not a carrier pigeon because you guys don't know where I live, but just any any kind of feedback on things that you like, even things that you don't like or more things you want me to talk about, more Pandora's box topics would be great because we're, we only have a finite amount of topics in that box right now. And um, please leave me a review if you would be so inclined and subscribe anywhere that you're listening to me. The more that you guys review, listen, and subscribe, the higher I come up in all the ratings. And then the more people can listen to me and then potentially more advertisers I could get. And then maybe my podcast would make money someday. And then I could make more because I would have time to do it. You know, it's all just, it's all dominoes. So anyways, happy new year to everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope nobody has white poop. And until next year, don't be an asshole. Next year, it's already next year. Next time, I'm the asshole. See you guys next time. Bye.